Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Empowerment Place. This is your host, Apostle Valerie Burrell, here with her husband, Apostle Benny. We are grateful and thankful to God for another opportunity to come before you all this week with another Relevant Kingdom teaching. We are excited to have with us tonight Minister Angelo Goshen, um, who is in Georgia, Columbus, Georgia. Um, you can read his bio, go on the website, read his bio, read all that you need to know about him. One thing I know for certain, and I have no doubt in my spirit, that he is a man of God who will bring forth the word of God on tonight. So, Angelo, I'm going to turn it over to you. You can flow as you're led, um, and we just wait to hear what the spirit of God has to say through you, man of God. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Thank you for the intro. Um, first, I would like to to give honor to God for sure, who is ahead of my life and and has shown me time and time again that He is the Great I Am. Uh, I give honor to to my pastor um, Skinner, uh, Brother Life, and, and Bishop, the founders, Bishop Skinner and Lady Ruth Skinner, and to my mom for sure, who who was a light and vessel in my life. Also, showed me the way. Uh, Minister Dean and in my hometown of Arkansas, Preston, uh, Mama Dean, as they all call her, so I first want to shout those people out. And I have 30 minutes, so I'm going to get started and on what God has led me to kind of talk about tonight. Um, hopefully it, it touches some lives and, and help people uh, see some things and, and, and hear some things. It's not all just biblical, but just a open open mantra, so to speak, Um Hopefully uh, it touches some. So my topic is kind of it's a question. It's, it's what are you doing? Um, and that kind of came upon me. It moved me in my spirit. I was in service, uh, not this Sunday, but last Sunday. And uh, as I was sitting there, this kind of came to me and because uh, I was kind of in wondering what God wanted me to, to talk about. And, and that question hit me. Is what what are you doing? And that comes from the angle of, as a Christian, we call ourselves Christians, and but are you really a Christian? Are you doing what God would like for you to do? Have you found your purpose in life? A lot of us go around here and we, and we say we're Christians and, and we feel like we're connected, but we haven't found our purpose in life or we haven't even searched for our purpose in life. But we're all here um, for a reason, and it's important to to reach out and, and seek and go forth to try to find what it is that God will have you to do while you're here because we're all here for a short amount of time. And so it's important that we, we figure out what we're here for, get busy doing doing our Father's work. And for me, um, coming from Arkansas, small towns in Arkansas, southwest Arkansas, I was born in Camden, and I was lost for a long time. And I thought I was a man because of age. And then um, fast forward to 2018, I found out that I wasn't a man because of age. I didn't become a man until God broke me down and built me up his way. And so that is when I discovered, okay, age doesn't make you a man. uh, But knowing who you are in this world and knowing that you have a destiny and a destination and God is, is moving you and you're here for a purpose. And that's when I discovered, oh, I wasn't a man because I had no vision. I, I wasn't going anywhere. 
So uh, when God brought me down and built me up, then I was like, oh, now I'm in because I have a vision. I know what I'm here for. I know where I'm going. I know where God is trying to lead me to. So it's my job to make sure that I that I stay the path and stay the course and, and continue to pray and, and go forth. So what are you doing? Um, I'm going to try to unpack this question um, little by little, so hopefully you get it and understand what that means. So what are you doing as a Christian? Sometimes we'll we'll do things or we'll say things that strike people uh, the wrong way. And as a Christian, what are you doing? Are you leading people to Christ? Or are you serving as a hindrance and stopping people from trying to find Christ and follow Christ? And that's the question I think that we all should ask ourselves. When you claim to be something, whether you claim to be your doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, a preacher, what, but in those titles, those are titles, and those are things, those are professions, but what are you doing in those? In those, Is it, is it just a title and it sounds good, or are you really, are you really a doctor? Are you trying to heal people? Um, as best you can and within your scope of practice. Um, so it's important to understand that as a Christian, when you say, I'm a Christian, well, what does that mean? What are you doing? Are you are you leading people in the right direction? Because you have a title doesn't mean that you're operating in the capacity in which you're supposed to be operating in. And I think uh, that's important in the world today because we have a lot of Christians or quote-unquote Christians who who feel like they can say on Sundays and Wednesdays or Monday and Tuesday, whenever you have a Bible study, that I'm a Christian. Okay, but all the other days you're, you're living worldly or, as they say, in a secular world, you're doing secular things. So what are you doing? Are you shining your light or are you acting of the world? And if you're in the world, that's where you are, but accept where you are. Don't try to say you're Christian, but yet you're living in not Christian ways, okay? So we have a lot, and you hear about it and, and you read about it, a lot of a lot of pastors who have lost their way or are not living the life, and it's important to to stop what you're doing and, and look at yourself, and this is not, this is a self-evaluation. It's not about you saying, oh, my gosh, I'm not saved or God didn't call me. It's just self-reflection, like, God, help me get out of this place. I was on the right path and I was doing these things, but somewhere along the way, I fell off. I got off the path and, and the light is not shining and I've lost my way. And sometimes we'll do that, even as Christians. That doesn't mean you're not Christian, but that just means you need to evaluate some things and reevaluate some things and just kind of see where you got off at. And, and certainly seek God in prayer so he can put you, get you back on track. And, and a lot of times the worldly people um, celebrate um, a Christian falling off because they this is their reason to say, oh, that's why I don't go to church or that's why I don't do this or that's why, but as if they need a reason to not go to church. You're not going to church because you don't want to go to church. Don't use that, that, oh, a Christian fell, so, oh, he's supposed to have been holy or she was supposed to be holy, but look at them. And then that's your reason why 
you don't go because that question posts you. So what are you doing? Are you lying and waiting for somebody who or quote unquote Christian to fall so you can say, Oh, that's my purpose of why I don't go to church or that's why I don't subscribe to Christianity or whatever the case may be. So, but what are you doing? You, you're not any better than the Christian who failed because you're already in the world. And so you have to understand that, that we all collectively have work to do. A Christian doesn't make them exempt from sin. And it's important that people know that, but you cannot walk into sin, but you claim to be Christian. And you can't wake up every day and knowing adultery is adultery. And, and if you're married and, and you're a Christian, but you're sleeping with someone who is not your spouse, that, that's a sin and you know that. You can't wake up and do that every day, but still claim to be Christian. Just say right now, you might be Christian, but you're not where you're supposed to be. So stop trying to shine this light into the world, but you know that you have this stuff going on in your life. It's okay to sit yourself down. You don't have to get called out by someone before it resonates with you that something's wrong in your life. You know what you're doing. God knows what you're doing. It's important. It's okay to be self-aware. And sometimes I think people um, shy away from being honest with themselves. If you can't be honest with yourself, then you won't be honest with anyone else. Start with yourself. Be honest with who you are and where you are in life. And um, and we all fall. That's the, that's the key. Like we, we all have things that we battle with or we struggle with on a day-to-day basis. And so it's important to recognize your faults and your weaknesses. And let's just say if you're an alcoholic, then it's probably not a good idea for you to hang around people who drink. If if you really want to be a Christian, you want to get away from it. You have to understand that you have to know yourself, and that comes with, with prayer and, and with spending time with yourself. You have to understand that it's okay to be alone sometimes. Sometimes people are afraid to be alone. But it's okay. It, it's, I'm telling you it's okay. I went through that 2018. I was alone. I moved from Arkansas, which I had been my whole life, to Georgia, and I was isolated, and I was alone. It was my son and myself alone. And um, no family, And I, but I believe my faith is what got me here. And so, but God had to bring me here to isolate me to get me on the path that he wanted me to be on. It wasn't about me. It was about God. And I had to, to recognize that and understand that it's, it has never been about me. All the things that I faced in life, they weren't about me. It was about, like, you can get through this because I made you. This is what God was telling me. I designed you to take this stuff, so you'll be okay. You will make it through this. It hurts sometimes. Sometimes you cry. You know, sometimes you don't want to get up and go out. Sometimes, you know, you you want to to just give up, throw in the towel, but, but God will not allow you to do that. And so you find yourself in this area of confusion, and, and until you really give in to the Lord, um, it stays that way for a while. Um, and how long that lasts depends on you when you really want to give in and say, okay, God, I'm here for a reason. What is it? What is your will over my life? What is my purpose? And once you start impacting, but it's not an overnight process. It takes time. But once you really 
pray about it and you seek God's answer, you seek Christ himself, and then things will start unfolding and then you'll start seeing things. He'll, he'll show you things and, and you know it's him because it's, it's certainly not you in your own image or anything like that. He shows you, okay, this is what I have for you. This is what I need for you to do. And this is why you're here because I need you to be here to strengthen you so you can get to this point. And so each and everything is about leveling up and getting to the next phase. So once you really realize and tap into the things that, that God has for you, he elevates you each time, each phase. But you're going to go through something. Each season is a strengthening phase. So that season is for you'll be here for a little while, but then the next thing is going to hurt some more. But you get stronger. And each season, you just he's just building you up and, and to elevate you. And sometimes you're not ready. So what are you doing in the process? You have to follow it. You have to go through it the right way because you're repeated and you're repeated and you're repeated until you get it right. And so you have to really seek out the answers and, and you have to stay in that word and you have to, to stay prayed up. And all of these things are outside of church. See, people think that going to church is, is the answer. Going to church is great and it's wonderful, but it's not about church. It's about your personal relationship with the Lord. You have to find that, and that doesn't just go behind those four walls in the church building. That's in your car driving to work, driving to school. That's in your house, how you live, what you say. Do you show love in your family? Um, are you are you a good representation of your family? Are you a good representation of Christ? Are you doing the things that he would have you do? Can he say that he's happy? Will he say that he's pleased with what you're doing? And so you have to always ask yourself, okay, so what am I doing? If you're a father, so it's more into it than just being a father, okay, am I showing my kids the right thing? Am I showing my son how to be a man? And how to be a man, like I said, starts with Christ. How do I how do I look to him? So you have to ask yourself these things as you're progressing uh, through life. And because, like I said, age doesn't make you a man. You have to really do some soul searching. And, and you want to paint this, this picture, but you want to live a different way. It doesn't work that way. Be who you are always. Be consistent in everything that you do because that's the, the only way that it works is you have to be consistent. Be consistent in Christ. Be consistent in, in work. Be consistent in, in your home life. If you're married, be consistent. Be a consistent husband in good things. I'm not saying be consistent in bad. I'm saying be consistent in good and, and do those things consistently. And then, and then you only go up from there. But you, you cannot grow if what you're doing, you're only doing it for show, for showmanship and for others, but you're not actually living that. Because once you're a Christian and you really are giving it into the Lord and you're really living the life, then it, it follows you everywhere. And you don't have to tell anybody. You don't have to go around saying, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, because your light shines so people already know there's something different about him. There's something different about her. So you have to understand. And so every day uh, when I get up, I look in the mirror and I say, well, how do I be a better version of myself today? That's, I give myself that talk every day because every day I want to be better than I was the day before. And that doesn't mean, oh, I'm failing that day, but we can all be better. And, and believe it or not, there's room to grow every single day. We can grow in some area of our life every day. 
No one is perfect. No one will ever be. So there's always room for growth. So you have to understand that every day is a challenge. Each day will bring you a different letdown or a different challenge, or and then you'll make it through that. And I hear a lot of people say, oh, my day was so bad this morning. I stubbed my toe or I ripped my shirt or I wasted some coffee on me or something like that. And so they'll say, well, my day was bad, but I've learned how to to talk to people and say, how about you just had a bad moment in that day? Don't let something that happened at 7 o'clock in the morning affect an entire day. So that question rings again, so what are you doing? If spilling coffee at 7 o'clock in the morning still bothering you at 7 p.m., 12 hours later, and you're still mad about that coffee, so what are you doing? What's going on? You shouldn't hold on to things that's so small. That's a small thing in a day. Yeah, it was bad that you wasted coffee and you had to change shirts, but it, it wasn't the end of the world. So you always have to understand that that we always have to ask, so what, what are you doing? What are you showing? What can you do to be better? So that that's something I want to, to shine a light on. And there's a scripture um, that kind of, uh, well, there's two, and I'm going to read them. Uh, one of them is coming at Joshua, uh, chapter 5, 6 verse. And it says, the Israelites had moved about in the wilderness 40 years until all the men who were of military age when they left Egypt had died. Since they had not obeyed the Lord, for the Lord had sworn to them that they would not see the land he had solemnly promised their ancestors to give us a land flowing with milk and honey. Okay, so in that, he's, he's saying, so are, what are you doing? Are you part of that, that wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, lost until you die off? Do you want to leave that for your family and for your loved ones in, in your legacy in life? Do you want to wander around in this world for however many years God give you here on this earth? It's, it's a wilderness if you're if not walking into your purpose. Do you want to be lost in that wilderness for 50 years, 60 years, 70 years of wilderness walking? In this in this world, that's not a good place to be, to be here for all that time and lost the whole time. So, again, I challenge you to, to seek out your purpose. You can find that way. God gave us all something. So it's important that you... You seek it out and, and, and you walk into it, and, and God will elevate you in that purpose, and, and you'll feel better, life will get better, and, and things will start making sense to you. And if you don't believe me, all I can say is try it. Just try it, because that's what I had to do. I was lost until I found my purpose, and when I found a purpose, things started getting better. And so that's always important. To, to find your purpose. So seek it out. It's, it's not going to fall into your lap, but, but you'll know God got to show you. So it's important to seek him first and all these other things will be added to you. My second one would be coming from Romans, the second chapter, verses six through eight. God will repay each person according to what they have done. To those who by persistent in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality. He will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. So in those verses, it's telling you that if you're doing good and and you're seeking God, he's telling you, you know, according to what you have done, if you're persistent in doing good (laughs) and seek glory, and you know, there's honor and immortality, and he would give eternal life. And so 
ask yourself, what are you doing? So are you on that side of things? Are you self-seeking and you reject the truth and you want to follow evil, which the worldly thing. And so what are you doing? That's just important. So like I said, just ask your question. Ask that question to yourself on a day-to-day basis and throughout the day. What am I doing? When I get angry, how do I react? Am I still doing the things that I used to do before God saved me and delivered me from my old ways? Am I still acting that way? So do I need to do some soul searching? Or do I need to check myself before I lash out? Instead, just pray in those moments. It's always important to pray and understand that all of these things are not easy, but they are fully, fully there for you. Like, you're capable of reaching all of these things. They're they're there because these are God's promises, and God cannot lie. So if you just seek him out, everything else will start working for the better. Um, and I'm not saying that life still won't have struggles. Yeah, Christians still go through things. And and life doesn't just get easy. And I think sometimes it might get a little harder because God is going to test you to see have you really committed to his purpose for your life. And so you, you're going to have more challenges and, and more obstacles, and it's going to continuously uh, eat away at you until you really commit. Because sometimes you can say, okay, I'm in God, and then that first obstacle he you throw your way or that first challenge, you're already retreating. You're already questioning. Um, even I went through that. So I'm not telling you things that I haven't seen or went through. These are things that I went through when I started, you know, figuring out what it was that he wanted me to do and my purpose in life, why am I here? And that, that doesn't mean I have it all figured out. I'm still questioning some things and I'm still in prayer about some things in life. But I, but I haven't given up um, the search of, of purpose. Uh, of meaning, all I but I do have a vision and I have an idea, uh, and so far uh, that's coming into fruition um, of what He has for me and what He is wanting me to do, and so uh, I feel a lot better having purpose. My life has meaning now, and not saying like I was just walking through and I didn't have meaning, but I have meaning through Christ. I don't have Angelo's meaning; I have Christ meaning. And so, and I have Christ's purpose, and that's what's driving me now to not give up. Uh, my son is, a, is another entity in my life to, to not give up, but to push. And he sees me, um, and he watches the things that I do and how I react to certain things when something goes a wrong way or, or if an obstacle comes into my life or whatever, he is watching. So I have to always be mindful of of how I act um, and how I respond to negativity and, and positivity. Um, you, you, he has to see it all. And so he'll know that, okay, so I can get the things when they come my way because guess what? My dad showed me how to pray. And so I know what prayer does. Um, we were, when we moved here, I'll share this, we moved into an apartment complex and we were on the third floor, so we had to go three flights of stairs. And it was just he and I, and we were moving a couch in the love seat um, that we had purchased when we got here, and we were going up the flight of stairs, in which he was 13 at the time, and I knew the couch was heavy, but we didn't know anyone here. We were just not moving here. And so I was like, I can't call anybody because I don't have anybody. So um, we got to the first flight, 
And uh, I just said a prayer as we were getting ready to push the sofa up the stairs and, and try to maneuver it the best way we could. And I stopped, and I just said, well, I'm going to pray. And he said, Dad, what are you doing, praying? I was like, yeah. So I just said a prayer, and uh, my prayer wasn't even how God came into it. All my prayer was, was like, Lord, don't let us hurt ourselves going up these stairs with this couch. That was my prayer. But God answered it in his way. So we were getting ready to lift the couch, and we heard this voice, and someone said, do y'all need help? Me and my son stopped, and we were looking, and we didn't see anybody. And I was like, who said that? And we didn't see anybody. And, and next thing you know, they said, do you need help? They asked again. And I just said, yes. I still didn't see the person. But I was like, yes, that would be nice. And this this little short guy came. He was in the military. And he was like, okay. So he went down the stairs. And he he picked, he basically moved by himself. And we went up those flights of stairs so easy. But in 15 seconds, maybe, my son saw that God answered prayers right away. So in that moment, what was I doing? I was showing my son that anything you go into God in prayer about, he will answer. Anything, something as small as moving a sofa up three flights of stairs. But look how fast he's done that. So that just sticks out to me. So what was I doing? I was showing my son that you can pray about anything. So that was just a story that I wanted to share that, that stuck out in my mind about what was I doing, you know. Um, so it's always important. Like I said, if people are watching. Um, no matter if you think they're not, they are. And so it's important for you to to watch what you're doing and be mindful. And when you say you're Christian, well, be a Christian. And, and it's okay not to say that you're Christian until you're really a Christian. And I'm not scolding anyone, but I'm saying be who you are. If you're a Christian, be that Christian. But don't be that Christian on Wednesdays and Sundays. Be that Christian 365, you know. Uh, 24-7, be that Christian, okay? Show people that that we can be in this world and not be of the world, and we still can let our light shine, and we still can can do wonders for Christ and for the kingdom of God because it's important, and, and we still can enjoy life. I think people often mistake that Christians don't enjoy life and we don't have fun. But I think when I gave my life to Christ, I've had the most fun I've ever had. Um, and then at the end of the day, when, at, the, at the end of my life, guess what? I, when I die, I get to go be, be with the Lord. So I get the best of both. So I'm here and I live good. And when I pass, I, I go be with the Lord. So, you know, you, you can't fail and you can't go wrong with giving your life to Christ. Um, so yeah. just... Every day, every day, I just say, when you get up, just what are you doing? Are are you being of assistance or are you being a hindrance? Amen. Amen. Wow. As you were talking, you were hitting so many things. Um, Angelo, I was like, ooh, ooh. Ooh, and I, I was like, no, let me let let me let him finish. Let me let him finish. Oh, but you preface Matthew six thirty three. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I think many people struggle with knowing what to do, how to do, when to do, because they really don't understand the relationship. They don't understand that they need to be postured to seek God, to seek His kingdom, to seek His understanding. And in that, then he will reveal to you what your purpose is. I think also that people 
who quote unquote claim to be the Christian think that their their identity is only found in the church. But it's far greater right. than that. There's several spheres of influence that God uses his people in to to show the world who he is. And so sometimes people have just got to get out of the box. They have to first build a relationship with Christ. They have to understand that they've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of them, that guides them into all truth. They have to know that it's okay to get wise counsel. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. See, you just, mm. anyway, thank you. <laughs> you, just, you just touched on so much. And it is a question that we as a body of believers need to ask ourselves every day. What are we doing? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. That needs to be something yeah. that you ask yourself when you get up in the morning and then ask yourself before you close your eyes at night. What did I do today that enhanced the body of Christ? What did I do today that may have caused someone to say, what must I do to be saved? What did I do today that may have caused somebody to stumble in their walk? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing? So we just thank God. Thank God for each of our callers. We have several callers on the line. We had a few people in the chat room. We thank you so much for being with us. I want to invite again, we're going to be in West Point, Virginia on next Saturday, January 18th for the first conference date of 2020. I'm ready to roar. It won't always be conventional. Registration is still open. Registration is only $20. We've got phenomenal speakers, panelists, and lunch. So you can't go anywhere and get all of that for $20. It's an investment. So we invite you to please go and register and be with us on next Saturday. Wow, Angela, we'll be bringing you back. So we'll work on that. We'll work on that. To your pastors, to your leaders, I say amen. We say God bless you to each of you. I'm just grateful. I'm grateful. That's all I have to say. Listeners, as always, here at the Empowerment Place, we encourage you every day do something to empower yourself, but once you've been empowered, take the responsibility to empower someone else. We say God bless you. Have a good night. Oh, God bless you.